Hi there. Welcome to Lake Ridge Community Church Podcast. Uh, this is a place where we get to share uh, some of our messages from Sunday mornings. Uh, we're glad that you're here to listen, but we'd also love to have you in person. So if you'd like to pop in some Sunday, we meet at 1030 at Our Lady of Wisdom School here in Chestermere. And uh, you can obviously check us out as well at www.lakeridgecommunity.com. Thanks for listening. As I already shared this morning, we're looking forward to uh, meeting together in person on September uh, the 13th at 9.30 at Our Lady of Wisdom School. And, and whether you are planning to join us uh, in person and experience that firsthand, or whether you're planning to join us online, um, we're excited that you are uh, taking the time uh, to make Lake Ridge a part of your story. And we hope that, um, that these times are good opportunities to connect in community. Uh, but also to hear maybe what God is trying to say or speak uh, to you in your own life and your own story. Now, if you had been uh, here with me in my living room face-to-face, -face, uh, in my kitchen rather, face-to-face uh, -face with me today, uh, you, 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 would, you would hopefully appreciate the irony of the sermon topic that I'm going to be sharing today. And, and it's been a long-standing fact at Lake Ridge that Pastor Preston puts together the sermon series. And, and, um, and sometimes I wonder if he is placing topics in front of me that he really wants me to hear, or, or actually if it is um, God speaking and trying uh, to get my attention. And uh, so, so for me, uh, it's kind of confession time this morning that, that as we explore this topic, it's a topic that I ultimately struggle with in a lot of areas. It's, it, it's, it's a topic um, that I think God is constantly asking me uh, to reflect on and to practice. Um, and it's also a topic that, that has probably changed me more profoundly uh, than any other uh, topic in my own spiritual faith and, and my own uh, spiritual journey. However, today, um, right now in my life, I, I have to confess, I have to start out confessing uh, that this uh, sermon is a little bit more like uh, some of my parenting, which is do what I say, not what I do, uh, kind of parenting uh, sometimes. And, um, and today we talk about we talk about slowing down, and uh, and to be honest with you, I'm not in a slowing down phase uh, in my life um, or my story, right? Uh, we, we've uh, been in a sermon series that's uh, been reflecting on time and how does God see time and, and uh, like how do we see time or how do you see time and how does God see time? How do you use time and how does God give time uh, to us? Now, now, basically, uh, for the people of God and the story of God, uh, the, these people have been reflecting um, on a, the use of our time, on the use of for thousands of years, right? There, there have been seasons in the Christian history or in our faith history um, where we experience the personal stories of people of times of hectic busyness and then also uh, times of of slowing and and times of rest, and um, and God has always been profoundly interested in the way in which we use those periods of time. 
Neither are necessarily bad and neither are necessarily good all of the time. Um, but, but they are to be seasons of reflection on these things. Pastor Preston talked last week from Ecclesiastes 3, where, where, essentially, where, where essentially is written, you know, there is a time for everything. There's a time to live and a time to die, a time to mourn, and a time to celebrate. And the list kind of goes on and on and on. And, and I, I think that there are times to seed and there are times to allow things to grow. And, and each of those requires different postures and times. That passage just talks about how God is present in each of those periods of time. And uh, so I think, I think for me personally, uh, and as I share personally, I think this sermon is as much for me as it is for anyone else. In fact, I think maybe today it's more for me. Um, but I hope that as I share a little bit about my own story that, that you get a glimpse into um, not just what I'm like, uh, that's not that important, but, but really uh, that you get a glimpse into how I see things so that you might be able to see how you're seeing things. Now, for me and my story, I naturally gravitate towards busyness. In other words, becoming busy is not hard for me. It, it, it doesn't take reflection. It really doesn't take thinking at all. I just find myself getting busy, right? I asked myself recently, you know, why is that? You know, what is that about? Is that that I don't want to miss out on anything? Is that that I am just deeply interested in, in being active? Is that because I'm trying to prove something to myself and to others about my value? That, you know, the busier I am, the more valuable or the more important I am. And, and these are some of the questions that I've had to reflect upon. Uh, in my in my story, not just in my adulthood, but even as I was a teenager, right? But, but one of the things that I don't naturally shift towards is from busyness to slowness. It's not a natural thing for me. In other words, when I have gone from times of busyness to times where I feel like even God is inviting me to slow down, there is a sense of like, of, of awkwardness to that for me at first, for sure. I, I don't consciously, I have to, sorry, rather, I have to consciously choose to slow down, to make space for, for more uh, reflection, for more slowness, for more listening, even for more time uh, with God. That's just something for me, right? And, and as I have learned to do that on a daily or a monthly schedule as, as much as I can, um, I, I have found actually that my postures change and, and I do actually become a more listening individual. I, I, I actually even had to train myself occasionally to, to slow down my speaking so that um, not only others can keep up with what I'm saying, but really so that I can reflect more on what I'm saying, that my words be less cavalier and less focused on, on the hurriedness of what life looks like, right? When David writes in Psalm 37, he says, quiet down before God, be prayerful before him. <laughs> Oftentimes in my life and story, when I've read that or heard that, I've just gone, oh, ouch, you know, like that. 
that that just seems so convicting to me. It seems like I've I missed something, or I'm doing something wrong, or I'm offending God in some way. And and I, and, and as I've grown older, I've, I've I've had to remind myself that 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 doesn't always have to be a good or a bad thing, but a good reminder that these are the places where maybe God is trying to speak new things or say new things uh, into my life and my story. And so I need to be more intentional about creating space and slowing down and experiencing him in, in some of those new, um, new ways. Um, in Matthew uh, chapter 11, kind of verses 27 and following, Jesus talks uh, to, to his disciples and those who are there to listen about these unforced rhythms of grace. And, and I thought I'd just take a couple minutes um, to read uh, a few of those verses about Jesus as he teaches. And so we're kind of breaking into um, this passage. And so I'd encourage you to read the whole, the whole of, of Matthew uh, chapter 11, in particular the last half. And I'm just going to start at verse 27, and I'm going to read from the message. And, and I want you to pay attention a little bit to the posture of Jesus, these words, and, and how do these words lead us towards a slowness and what are the gifts that come from from it and uh, and here's how it goes and uh, Jesus resumes talking to the people but now he talks to them tenderly it says the father has given me all these things to do and to say this is a unique father-son operation coming out of father and son intimacies and knowledge. No one knows the son the way that the father does, nor the father the way that the son does. But I'm not keeping it to myself. I'm ready to go over it with you, line by line, to anyone and with anyone who will listen. And he says, are you tired? Are you worn out, burned out on religion? He says, come to me, get away with me, and you will recover your life. I'll show you how to take real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you will learn to live freely and lightly. Now before that, um, and, and right before that, he says he doesn't hold back anything. That actually he offers all of these great gifts. And Eugene Peterson in this version says very clearly to ordinary people. Ordinary people. I, I think I'm ordinary. I, I, um, and I've actually come to appreciate that I'm an ordinary person. I'm not a sophisticated person. I'm not a person who knows more things or less things or more things than others. But I am just actually quite simply an, an ordinary person. Right? But if we listen to this scripture, right? Can we grasp or can we hear that, that this posture that Jesus is talking about, 
what gift he is trying to give, right? The Father reveals this to ordinary people, right? Jesus speaking tenderly, explaining that he will share the intimacies and the knowledge of his Father with them, right? This willingness to go line by line through it with anyone who might listen, right? It will show us what rest looks like, what true peace looks like, right? We will experience his grace. And the list kind of goes on and on. I'll admit to you, I, I'm 40-something. I'm, I'm in my 40s of life. And, and, and I haven't always found um, slowness to be um, a pace that I'm used to. And I've said that already. And, 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 and I think that as I've learned to slow down, I, I think um, there's been an awkwardness to it and, and something that's been, been really hard for me as I've interacted with God. And, and I think oftentimes even in my pace or my speed, um, I've accused God of, of, of not going fast enough or, or not being present with me in some of the things that I've been doing. Right? I've actually um, learned, though, over the last many years, quite a few years, that, that God actually can keep up with me. That God actually can do his work at the speed at which I would like to go. I think that he can do those things. But to my frustration sometimes, he has shown me that he just doesn't want to. That he just doesn't want to. And I'm starting to wonder if he just doesn't want to for his sake or if he just doesn't want to because he knows me so well that he knows what it is going to require for Evan to experience him and to reflect upon him. Maybe he knows us. Maybe he knows you. Maybe he knows what you need more than you do. Right? Maybe he knows that the faster and faster that we go, the less and less time we actually have to reflect on things. Maybe he knows that actually, um, for me personally, but maybe for you as, as well, that the first part of reflection uh, for me, uh, in other words, the first part of slowing and reflecting, the first part of that, it comes with anxiety for me. It comes with fear. As I slow down, I can sense my soul feeling actually more anxious and more fearful. Going fast helps me sometimes to skip over those things. For a long time, I thought that would be the right way to do it. <laughs> if I could skip over the fear or anxiety or pain or suffering, all those things, that that would be the that would be great, wouldn't it? Like, wouldn't it be great to not have to suffer? And yet, I am learning, and actually I learned that some of the root words of suffering means to allow. From the Latin, actually, it means to allow something to happen. I have learned... Uh, that when I have, when I have 
intentionally allowed myself to slow down almost like 100% of the time. Okay, so like 95% of the time. Okay, or rather, rather, okay. A solid 80% of the time that I have intentionally slowed down, I've experienced God's peace, God's rhythm of grace, God's gift. I some, suddenly become less obsessed with, with, you know, being in control. My faith, my trust in him and my father has grown as I've learned to turn these things kind of over to him. I think that today's message is a, is a timely one for us. And I think it's timely for lots of reasons, mostly because for many of us, we are coming out of a season of forced slowing down this year. Now, with the forced slowing down, there has come a sense that things have been outside of our control. I, I think as I have interacted with many of you, lots of us have said, what I don't like about this is that I'm not in control. I can't go back to work. I can't go to the store. I can't send my kids to school. I can't, I can't, I can't. So many things out of my control. And, and now, this week, as we begin to relaunch, which of course comes with school, I know some of you have already relaunched your jobs, your busyness, and all, all of those different things, but, but I think that as the world begins to relaunch, and we begin to add things back into our lives, that, that we might be fooling ourselves to think that, that we are gaining control back. I'm just not so sure that that's true. What, what if the last six months, what if the last six months has been about God giving us some control back in our life and our story and our schedules? For example, giving us control to make healthy choices about what is good for ourselves and our soul, what's good for our families and our families' souls, right? That actually, right now, we are being given choices to retain some of the family time, maybe, that we have come to enjoy, that we have been given by God. Right? What if God is giving us the choice to choose to rest or to keep rhythms of reading, of growing, of prayer, of relationship buildings. What if God has given us this gift and wants us to retain control of it, to uh, get to know our neighbors, to explore our province, and to experience these things? Just because we have been given back the freedom to choose to fill our schedules doesn't necessarily mean that we should. I want to wrap up with a, a few questions, and I, I hope that some of these questions might be good. So you may want to kind of grab yourself a pen as I, as I do these. And, and if you're following along live or, or on Facebook, I'll try to put these in the chat right now so that you can, so that you can reflect on them.
But, but here's maybe some questions to think about. What were some of the benefits of being home more this last year? What were some of the benefits of being home more this last year? What were some of the themes in your own life these past few months? What were some of the themes in your own life these past few months? Where is your mind or your heart taken you to? Where is your mind or your heart taken you to? Was it a good place? Or has that been a difficult place? At this particular time in your life, is it time actually to move forward to, to officially relaunch? Or, or actually, is this a time to heal from some of the brokenness and hurt that have happened in the last several months? What might be God be saying to you about what's going to be a healthy speed for you going forward? Right? Now, I may not be good at answering these questions. You may not be good at answering these questions. And, 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 and I think sometimes when I'm not good at answering questions, I have a tendency to just skip them over and hurry past them. But, but I, I just wonder if maybe we were to spend us a little bit of time reflecting on some of these questions. And maybe God might reveal to us some wise ways forward, some ways for us to, to experience him, to slow down and, and to experience the themes and and the gift of the rhythms of grace that he talks about in Matthew chapter 11. I just want to challenge us to think about that, to be wise and intentional about what we relaunch, what we re-add into our life and our story. I think one of the themes for us at Lakeridge uh, you know, among our leadership, among our staff, uh, as we prepare to relaunch, is that, is that we believe that, that God might be asking us to start off slower. Even though we're doing a, uh, a fun kids rocket event here coming up, that doesn't, and, and we're going to shoot rockets off, that doesn't necessarily mean that our ministry, our church, needs to be shot off like a rocket necessarily, but rather maybe we need to think more about how we might start off in first gear. You know, first gear is what gets the car moving. Right? I wonder sometimes if we if we think we want to get back to like so fast that we, we start shifting gears here so quickly as a church or even in our own life, our own personal lives, that I wonder who will be left behind and what will that look like? And so we've been kind of committed to like, Let's start off in first gear. You know, first gear is the most powerful gear. <laughs> to get things going, to seek and to discern, to discern what the Spirit of God is leading us to do as a church. It's profoundly, profoundly important. So I invite you uh, to listen with us, to, to consider these themes in your own life, but also in the life of our church, as we consider to kick this off. May God be present with us, as we move at a pace that we allow him to set, that we experience his rhythms of grace and his wisdom as we move forward as a church. 
That's what we're hoping for, not just as a church or organization, but that's what I, as your pastor, as your friend, am hoping for you in, in your own life, in your own story, in your own household, in your own family. I pray that God might be ever-present at whatever speed you're going right now so that you may be able to see him and experience him and reflect upon him. Let me pray for that. God, thank you uh, that you are a God uh, who knows us so well that you know what speed we are going and you know how to meet us there. Thank you that you are also the God who calls us back to reflecting upon him so that we might be able to experience this good rest you talk about, that we might be able to experience your wisdom, that we may be able to lay our hands to the things that you have given for us to work with you on. Be with us this fall as a church, be with us as we begin to try to regather Oh, the joy of being together and experiencing each other again. Also, may you remind us of what this past six months has taught us about what is important, about what is a good pace, and about how we might experience you going forward. God, may you keep us safe. May you keep us healthy. May you be with our kids these next weeks as many of them go back to school. God, we pray for your protection, for your safety, for all of the things and anxieties and concerns that some of us have. May we be patient with each other. May we make allowances for each other, no matter where we stand on whether this is a good idea or a bad idea. May we do what we can to love each other as you have loved us. I pray, might your spirit be present with us this day as we go about the things and the, use the time wisely that you have given for us to use. I pray these things in your name. Amen. Hey, thank you so much for joining us, for giving some time for God's spirit to speak to you. I hope that it has been um, worth it. And I hope that you spend some more time today reflecting upon some of these questions that we've been given. I think they are, they are godly questions. And uh, um, God works in the asking of the questions more than he works in the answering of them. So I encourage you to spend some time doing that. So now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you his peace and his rest this day as you go. God bless and uh, thank you for joining us.